Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator, with a aviation professional, a gentleman, a captain of a uh, MD-11 that, for those of us that don't know what an MD-11 is, Bob Freeman is going to explain that. But where I want to go with this is here's somebody who has had a problem with an airplane and has lived to tell about it and has learned a bunch from it. You're going to love his story, ladies and gentlemen, because we don't often get to speak to pilots after an accident and see the aftermath, not just with the airplane, but with the personal life. So, Bob Freeman, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Uh, Mr. Casa, thanks so very much and uh, glad to be with you. Well, you know, Bob, could you start off and just give our audience a real quick overview of what happened that one day at the Newark airport several years ago? This was in uh, July 31st of 1997 to begin with, and I was the captain of a MD-11 flight for FedEx that uh, departed Anchorage uh, for Newark and got down there, and it just uh, so happens that uh, this was a scenario where the MD-11 on this particular MD-11 on touchdown had a uh, failure of the right wing spar at about 156 knots, uh, and the wing actually uh, physically departed the aircraft, so uh, I had... uh, that wing gone, the uh, left wing was uh, still flying. We still had plenty of uh, flying speed. So bottom line is uh, some of you over the uh, may have seen someplace uh, on YouTube or wherever uh, several of these MD-11s that have uh, gotten into these scenarios where they end up uh, inverted and upside down and uh, in a ball of flames at the end of the runway. And uh, pretty much that was the case uh, with this aircraft. Uh, I was the very first MD-11 to uh, ever lose a wing. And... Um, in my case, fortunately, and as Dave says quite frequently, I, I am blessed to still be walking the uh, face of the planet. And uh, we had five people on board that day. My first officer, a pilot from another airline, and our two jump seaters that worked for FedEx that were sitting in the outside of the cockpit, the seats back there. And we were very fortunate, like I say, to get, get out due to the fact the doors on the MD-11, when you actually go to blow those to uh, try to get out of them in, in an emergency, uh, they go up into the fuselage of the aircraft. However, once we lost that right wing, I was fortunate enough to be able to get the nose gear of the aircraft on the ground so that we just kind of rolled to our side as opposed to cartwheeling in. But uh, in doing so and sliding down that right side, uh, kind of warped the fuselage. So when my first officer actually got out of his seat to go back there and blow the door, he pulled the handle and it only opened about a foot. And basically the other door was not going to open uh, either. 
The whole aircraft was filled with smoke, and uh, the only option for getting out, actually, fortunately, the uh, MD-11 has uh, escaped windows in the cockpit. So although it took a little bit of effort, eventually did get mine open, and myself and the jump seater were outside the window pretty quickly. But uh, my first officer was back there trying to help the uh, two girls in the back to get out. And the thing was, as I looked back, I realized uh, that uh, my left wing was still intact. Uh, We had approximately 28,000 pounds of fuel on board the aircraft uh, during the approach and the landing. So I'm sitting here uh, realizing that my left wing has still got uh, 14,000 pounds of fuel in it, and it is being engulfed in flames. So I didn't want to be the uh, captain who abandons the ship, but I also uh, you know, knew I couldn't stand there very long. So I stuck my head back into the window, which was billowing out quite a bit of smoke, uh, and I just happened to scream, this exit is open. And although my first officer did not hear that, and one of the other girls that was in the back did not hear it, but one of them just happened to be far enough forward towards the cockpit to uh, hear those words related to my first officer. And so fortunately, just a within a couple of minutes uh, later, uh, one, two, three, they all come out the window, and I help them to their feet. And the first officer says, run into the grass. I did not realize why? But I sounded good to me, so we all started running, and as we did, that left wing, which had the fuel in it, pretty much uh, exploded and uh, turned into another big ball of flame that I saw that flame actually go past the front of the cockpit, which would have been right where we were all standing. So uh, fortunately, we got away from that. The thing about running into the grass became very apparent within the next uh, few moments, though, because as the emergency vehicles were uh, coming up the runway at about 70 miles an hour, uh, they drove right past it. My first officer, his name was Don Gooden. He was a military pilot. And the reason why he mentioned that was because he knew of a guy who ejected after safely getting on the ground, but the airplane was on fire, I believe. And when he came down, the emergency vehicles never saw him actually hit him, and and he did not survive after the crash after that. So uh, this was a good deal. We were all out in in the grass uh, safe, and I had about the worst injuries of the program where I Broke my uh, finger, uh, falling into the circuit breakers as I released myself from the shoulder arses and uh, kind of raked my knee across my glasses, which went across my eyes. So, But even so, nothing that was uh, too detrimental. And for an accident of that magnitude, it was uh, pretty phenomenal that we're all still uh, able to walk, talk, and uh, not all burned up. You know, this is amazing to listen to. Describe briefly, during this whole process... There is something that pilots are known for. It's kind of calm actions under a great deal of stress. And I don't think you get more stressful than than this type of arrival to an airport. Overall, you know, to listen to you talk about it now seems very, very calm. But I would venture to say that there was not panic, but very measured and uh, pre-thought out actions. Am I wrong with that? No, you're pretty much correct, except uh, one thing I'll say, we as pilots go through uh, years and years and years of evaluation and training and all these things for emergencies. Uh, however, in this particular case, uh, this is nothing I was ever trained for per se. And on top of that, once I got to remember that the aircraft was inverted, I cut loose of my five-point seatbelt and shoulder harnesses, fell into the roof. So now I'm sitting on the roof. And I'm actually trying to figure out, okay, to open this side window, if I was sitting in my seat, I would pull the handle this way and push the crank in this way and turn it this way. Well, a little bit of that was uh, had to be rethought out. <laughs> Bottom line was when I uh, did what felt like the proper responses to make the thing happen, if it worked, fine. If not, I pulled harder and, uh, you know, really ended up getting uh, my feet on the glare shield and pulling pretty hard. 
trying it in different directions. But the bottom line is you never give up. You have to continue on. And I think I was so busy in the midst of working on my problem that uh, I wasn't given a whole lot of thought at that moment to uh, the danger that was involved or where we were at, other than the fact that uh, I knew something wasn't working. And when, when that didn't work, I would try something else. So for once I finally got the handle to engage and open the window, the next step of that was to engage the crank handle and start to roll the window back. But I got about uh, two or three cranks. The window jammed again, and I don't—I didn't know specifically what that was. I'm still pulling on the handle, but it seemed like something in the tracks was blocking it. So I started kicking back and kicking back. It's good possibility that was my flight bag. I didn't know it at the time, but uh, eventually the window basically broke free and uh, went all the way to the open position. So uh, we were able to get out of there. So it was just one of those kind of scenarios. Unbelievable. Hey, we're coming up on our first break, uh, Bob, but uh, when we come back out of this next break, from what was a non-eventful arrival to a, a very exciting arrival, and then there was probably an aftermath that followed. So, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Freeman, a former FedEx pilot and a current instructor in a large aircraft, large airline-style aircraft, we will be right back after this break. You're not going to want to miss it. About this time, someone is telling you to get on the plane. Get on the plane, get on the plane. I say, I'm getting in the plane. In the plane. Let evil Knievel get on the plane. I'll be in here with you folks in uniform. There seems to be less wind in here. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. This is the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. I am David Costa. Call my office, 888-366-5256. Find me on SoundCloud. Search Renegade Aviator, Renegade A-V, the number eight R, Renegade Aviator, on SoundCloud for all of our shows. Hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator, our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator. You're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio radio show that I'm doing now goes hand-in-hand with our air show effort. 
to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about... Hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers. Veterans tip of the day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women. FedEx Flight 14 crashed while landing at Newark Airport on July 31, 1997. During the flight, the pilots were concerned that they'd have little stopping distance after the landing, and the captain said he wanted to put the aircraft down early on the runway. The aircraft had departed with one thrust reverser on the left engine inoperative. 
and the pilots knew of incidents in the craft's maintenance log where the auto brakes had failed to activate during landings. They also had misinterpreted the runway data and so believed they had less stopping distance than was actually available. The landing was normal until the beginning of the flare phase. The MD-11 touchdown bounced and rolled to the right. On the second touchdown, about 1,100 feet later, the right gear snapped and the number three engine, the right wing engine, contacted the runway with a right roll continuing until the right wing spar broke. The aircraft came to rest on the right side of the runway, on its back, and on fire. All five occupants escaped through a cockpit window, and the aircraft was destroyed by fire. This week, we are talking to the captain of FedEx Flight 14, Bob Freeman. This show is not about the accident. I will talk more about this later in the show. This is an opportunity to see firsthand that one mistake in life, one bad situation, does not define a person or a career. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator radio show, David Costa. Ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator, segment two with Mr. Bob Freeman. And uh, for those of you that missed the first segment, you're going to have to find me on SoundCloud and listen to the first segment because you are talking to an individual, an airline captain for FedEx that uh, lived to tell a story after a pretty harrowing accident. And I'm not going to go through the entire accident that happened uh, several years ago out at Newark Airport. But Bob, after the people got out, after, you know, you brush yourself off and thankful to God that you're standing there alive, go through. That probably was not the end of that situation, right? Nobody came up and probably shook your hands and say, great, ops normal, let's go. You probably had a ration of stuff you had to deal with after that. Well, like any pilot, first thing is the last thing that you ever expect or hope happens in your career is that you're involved on action. But one thing I think we all know who uh, fly airplanes is that uh, flying has an inherent risk with it. And uh, in this particular case, this was just an airplane that uh, actually had been involved in two previous accidents. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, the wing decided that day uh, to give itself up uh, on my watch. So I was kind of stuck with all the issues that went along with it. But um the one thing I will say, though, that I, I found was kind of interesting as we're standing there in the grass uh, after this accident is that uh, I told my crew and everybody that was there, I said, look, just stand here because I need to get over and at least let somebody know that we're all out of the aircraft. So nobody's in there trying to get us out, which I did. But the uh, expression on the guy's face when I told him that we were in, had been in the aircraft, but we're all standing over there was expression of shock, I think, that uh, anybody walk away from it. So it was one of those kind of things. But on another note of it, and get into a situation like that that uh, you've never been involved in, but you realize that, uh, oh, boy, here goes uh, a big black X against my uh, career, against my uh, ability to fly airplanes and do all this kind of stuff. And uh, you go through the whole NTSB process. And in my case, that took uh, over three and a half years until they came out with their final findings. And that was because two other MD-11s had uh, been involved in accidents and lost wings uh, during that time. And the accidents were very similar, so uh, they had some concerns on the aircraft. But to kind of keep the story a little bit shorter, bottom line is that uh, this eventually ended in, the, in November of 2000 that uh, I actually lost my job and I was back on the street trying to uh, figure out what I was going to do with my life and how this thing was going to work out so I could support my family and, uh, and not lose my home and do all those kind of things. And I was finally free to be able to apply to other places, but I went uh, a good six months of sending out resumes with not a whole lot of uh, 
response, or I should say positive response uh, from people uh, due, to, due to the accident. But, uh, Dave, as I've heard you say on uh, numerous occasions, none of us get where we are without a little bit of help from people in the industry. And in my wow. case, there was a guy that uh, I had actually trained for his private commercial instrument, the multi-engine, when I first went out to Hawaii in about 1974 as a flight instructor. And uh, his name was Steve Henley. Steve Henley, at the time, there in about, uh, so I guess this would be June time frame of uh, around 2001, had become a captain, check airman for Aloha Airlines. And uh, he was also the guy that uh, was the director of flight operations for a little airline or a little air ambulance company in Hawaii that I had actually flown for approximately 20 some odd years prior. So he offered me a job, gave me an opportunity to uh, get back in uh, flying. And um, I have to admit that I went through a period of time where I was trying to think, well, maybe flying wasn't for me anymore. Maybe I shouldn't do this. But uh, after giving that uh, some thought, I realized that, no, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. And I continued along. So I took that uh, Hawaii Air Ambulance uh, flying job, but um, didn't pay anything uh, close to uh, what what my previous jobs had paid. And uh, so things were there, but it was just an opportunity to get back into aviation and even though I was living in a hangar and getting by on a monthly bus pass with no vehicle and walking a lot and uh, trying to live on $10 a day in Hawaii, uh, food-wise, I was sending home everything I could uh, so I could support my family. And uh, to me, it was well worth it. Right on. That is so powerful. And I hope everybody's listening to this because anybody can quit. Think about what it takes to get back into an airplane after you've had a wing come off the airplane, how many challenges in people's lives do they get the slightest little obstacle and they quit? But you not only got back in, got back on the saddle, you're speaking like a captain. You're taking responsibility and saying, this is what I do. Bob, when we come back after this next break, you overcame those challenges. And maybe I want to talk a little bit about that. We come back after the break is how you uh, continued to come back and maybe what you're doing now. And then in the final segment, we'll go over a little bit about words of advice for the next generation of pilots. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. Talk to you then. All right, Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator. We'll be right back after these messages. They might tell you your flight has been delayed because of a change of equipment. Broken plane. Tell me to put my seat back forward. Well, I don't bend that way. If I could put my seat back forward, I'd be in porno movies. Then they mentioned carry-on luggage. First time I heard carry-on, I thought they were going to bring a dead deer on board. I thought, what the hell do they mean with that? Don't they have the little TV dinners anymore? Then I thought, carry-on, carry-on, there's going to be a party. People are going to be carrying on on the plane. Well, I don't care for that. I like a serious attitude on the plane, especially on the flight deck, which is the latest euphemism for cockpit. Can't imagine why they wouldn't want to use a lovely word like cockpit, can you? Especially with all those stewardesses going in and out of it all the time. Want to hear more of David Costa and the Renegade Aviator Radio Show? It's easy. Go to SoundCloud and search Renegade AV, the number 8R, or call my office, 888-366-5256, with questions, comments, suggestions, or free swag. Imagine that. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message.
Hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator, our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator. You're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio radio show that I'm doing now goes hand-in-hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about... Hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers. Veterans tip of the day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women.
Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, back segment three with Mr. Bob Freeman. And um, we've been talking about some pretty cool stuff. Like I said before, go to SoundCloud, Renegade AV, the number 8R, Renegade Aviator. Find us on SoundCloud. And, of course, listen to this radio station each and every week. But, Bob, you came back, came back literally out of the ashes. Tell everybody what you're doing now, because you continued with a very successful career in aviation, as you should, as a captain. Yeah, well, again, uh, just like I mentioned in a little earlier segment, you don't do any of this stuff without uh, the help of others. And it turns out that... um, after I was flying that air ambulance job for about a year, uh, still putting out resumes and hoping to uh, someday get back into a transport category jet and, uh, you know, do that type of flying once again. I sent a resume off to a company that I used to work for uh, during one of my furlough periods. Uh, it was only a one-year stint. That was a company called Southern Air Transport. And uh, when I was there flying 707s, there was a gentleman there by the name of Rick Yanos. Uh, Rick was a co-pilot on the C-130 who was coming over to the 707. But anyways, bottom line, that's where I met the gentleman in 1986. And as it turns out that uh, in, so let's see, 2001, this 2002, Rick was the director of flight ops for an airline, another version of Southern Air Transport. It was called Southern Air. But he was a director of ops. I sent a resume off. Uh, he gave me a call. And uh, once again, uh, gave me an opportunity to get back into a transport category jet. So this was because of somebody I actually knew and flew with previously. From there, pretty much started my second career and, uh, you know, again, with a, a few more bankruptcies and furloughs involved with that airline, eventually picked itself back up, started back over. But uh, eventually I got to back to the left seat as a captain on 747. And then uh, over time, uh, that airline uh, actually purchased uh, Boeing 777s. And uh, I was one of the, by that time, one of the initial uh, uh, check airmen, uh, training instructors in the simulator, and uh, initial cadre uh, check airmen at uh, uh, Four Southern Air as we went through the certification process with the FAA to bring that aircraft on certificate. Work with that airline until uh, my 65th birthday, which was uh, back in July, two years ago, or two and a half years ago, approximately. And I am still today, even after my retirement, running the simulator and training pilots for that airline. To be able to give people kind of that insight, right? I mean, we all, as pilots, we all plan for emergencies. We handle emergencies differently, and you never really can be sure how you'll handle that emergency until you actually have one. Nothing beats experience. We debrief each flight, our our lives, uh, whether you're a pilot or not. I mean, you went through a lot of stuff that one day back in Newark. And was there any doubt in your mind about getting back into it? I guess a lot of people might be sitting there thinking, wow, how could somebody have an airplane crash and get back in an airplane? Did you go through anything in the back of your mind? Maybe I don't want to fly anymore. Or was it just you were just convinced? Well, no, uh, like I say, I went through that period of time while I was waiting to try and see what the outcome of this was going to be. But I made that decision that, no, this is what I do. This is what I believe I'm good at. And I'm going to pursue this. However, 
since and you bringing that up, I do have to tell you this, that uh, because I had been flying, uh, the MD-11 was a glass cockpit airplane. I had not uh, flown round dials in many years at that point. I have to admit that the hardest thing I ever had to do, uh, people talk about uh, getting the transition to learn how to fly FMSs and uh, glass cockpits, but uh, I think it's a whole lot harder to go backwards and have to learn uh, round dials. And I do have to admit that on my very first takeoff in that air ambulance uh, operation, which was a 400 series Cessna, making that uh, right turn out uh, out over the ocean in the middle of the night on one of my first trips, uh, I figured, well, I'm either going to learn how to uh, get a good scan back and uh, fly safely, or uh, I may not return from this trip. But uh, I went through a little bit of that. Uh, but uh, it was short-lived, and I realized that, uh, okay, I've done this before. I can certainly do it again. Right on. Right on. Bob, we're going to come back after this next break. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to do anything important in life, anything, any big goal, you need to listen to maybe some of Bob's comments coming up in the next segment. And really what I want to talk about is kind of your words of wisdom for primarily people in aviation. What can they expect for a career in airline and aviation? We'll be right back after the break. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. It's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. I get hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator, our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator, you're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio radio show that I'm doing now goes hand in hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, 
you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women. the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator with Bob Freeman. And Bob is a current instructor, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, a triple seven, right? You're currently instructing in the triple seven? Yes, sir, in the simulator portion of it. Right on. And Bob, right now in aviation, this is one of those sparkling, rosy picture times when if you breathe properly and can keep the uh, blue side up, you'll probably be able to get a start in aviation. But what words of wisdom can you give this next generation of pilots with regard to a career in aviation? Well, all I can tell you is that uh, present day uh, stuff you hear about people and so forth being offended and being, uh, you know, pushed aside easily on uh, things that uh, don't quite go their way. All I can say is that uh, you're going to have challenges in life, whatever those may be. If it's something worth having having, and something that uh, you desire, it's going to take work. It's going to take hard work. And uh, But the thing is, is, you can't let the obstacles get in your way. You can't let the naysayers who tell you you're never going to make it uh, or you haven't got a chance uh, 
be the determining factor. You just have to make that decision that uh, this is something I want. This is something I'm going to work for. It isn't going to be easy, but I am going to attain it. And I really think that, especially when we're younger, and we were all there, and now that we're a little bit older and hopefully a little bit wiser, you know, things that seemed like a year of time or a couple years of time seem so long when you're new to an industry or new to something. And there's that that dangerous period when you're just new enough to think you're an expert, um, and then you have a setback. And, and you certainly have had your share. We've all had our shares. But it's the people that we need to listen to are those people that have had the setbacks and have continued despite that. And that's where experience is gained, right, sir? Absolutely. I have to say that I soloed in 1970 uh, and um, had a long career. But even to today, I can't say that there's a day that goes by when I'm doing anything aviation related that I don't learn something new or perhaps learn something that I used to know but forgot that I knew it. But uh, bottom line, it's a never-ending process of uh, being on the lookout for new ways and things that you can uh, do to improve your uh, performance and uh, become the best that you can be. You know, it really is. As I'm listening to you talk with this, it it really is that because we need to make decisions in life. And you're one of those people. I know I'm one of those people. We made a decision to do what it is we do. And that includes obstacles. It just does. It's not that it's either good or bad. We all get our set of obstacles. We don't choose those. You didn't choose the airplane you were given that day. It was handed to you. But it's really how we respond to those challenges and the pluses and the minuses to how we go from here. You make a decision every day as a captain in that aircraft. But I think what what we tend to forget It's easy to look at that person that may have 35 years experience sitting in the front left seat of an airplane, but I think people don't understand what it really takes to get there. you have anything to add to that? No, sir. It's always hard work. doesn't matter uh, what it is. What uh, I think most pilots have to guard against is just getting uh, complacent and lazy and realizing that, uh, again, if you want to be good at what you do, it takes a lot of work. And uh, you just have to get up every day, put one foot in front of another, and um, you're going to have challenges. That's a given. That's never changed as far as I can remember. So uh, that's pretty much it. But like I say, you have ups and downs and, you know, no pun intended in this business. But um, you just have to persevere and uh, you can't throw in the towel. And if it's, again, something that you want, you're just going to have to do whatever it takes to get there. And that's kind of what I realized. And I've been blessed uh, immensely, you know, through my career, through some of the stuff I've seen and done and to still be alive, still be having a family and living in a house are wonderful things. (laughs) Right on. I couldn't agree more. And you know what? If you're going to work hard in life, which is a given, you might as well do what you love to do. And there ain't anything as cool as uh, flying airplanes around the sky. Uh, Bob Freeman, ladies and gentlemen. Bob, thank you so much. And uh, we are local here. We got to get together. I'll buy you a cup of coffee and uh, you know, if you ever want to get back in, I got some really cool jets. I'd love to fly with you. Well, that sounds great. Uh, if that uh, opportunity presents itself, I would love to uh, be part of that. But, uh, yeah, I sure appreciate you giving me the opportunity to tell the story. Because uh, one of these days I'll finish that book and uh, we'll get it out in print. And when you do finish that book, I'll have you back on because, uh, yeah, you're, you're like me. i got a couple books and I, I get about a paragraph into them and then I, I stop. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Freeman, thank you, Bob, once again. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. You decide what you are, who you are, and who you are is who you become. Think about it. People quit too easily. 
Hard work and challenges are good. They're normal, and they are to be expected. Becoming the best includes a decision and results in a few scars along the way. Our lives are a journey. The journey of our lives is much more important than the events of one day. We can become distracted. We can overcontrol the situation. We all can take a lesson here. But if you think that it can't happen to you, you're wrong. It can happen. It will happen. It stuff will ruin your stellar record. People will be disappointed. People will look at what you did one day and not agree, not understand, and quite frankly, not care. Bob Freeman might agree with me when I say he was extremely lucky. Sure, lucky to be alive after the crash of an MD-11 weighing hundreds of thousands of pounds that flipped over, burst into flames, and all on board walked away. He was lucky to have gone through years of investigations over his actions. Lucky to have the opportunity, in quotes, sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen, to start all over again. Lucky to get back in the saddle as a captain of a large aircraft and lucky to still be of value today, training crews in the Boeing 777, even after his retirement. You know, it's amazing how lucky people get when they stay at it, refuse to quit, and decide. So what about you? Are you the captain of your life? In control of the burden of that heavy jet you call your life most of the time? Refusing to give up on yourself? In command? Or are you just a passenger? Just a rider along for the ride? Hey, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this ain't your mama's aviation theme radio show. Stay tuned for more of the Renegade Aviator radio show still to come. One more segment where I sum all this up. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Three six six five two five six to see if I can help you become a better aviator. Well, congratulations. You found the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with me, David Costa. Call my office anytime with your questions, comments, suggestions, cries for help in aviation. 888-366-5256. Obstacles. They're an important part of life in aviation. As in all things in life, we have to avoid obstacles and create an alternate plan to assume that obstacles might just jump out and grab us. So as pilots, we develop strategies to avoid surprises and prepare for them to pop up. We expect surprises despite our best planning. We look to weather hours, sometimes days in advance. We consider alternate airports in case the weather doesn't cooperate despite our best efforts. We prepare to understand how terrain may affect our flight. We have memory items for key emergencies where immediate measured action is required. We use checklists to make sure we're not relying on our limited, often failable memory to make sure that everything required of us as pilots is complete. Expect obstacles and have a backup plan for every flight. Yes, every phase of flight. Business owners, do you see any value in this? Obstacles are a fact of everyday life for a pilot, as they are in almost everything else we do. 
pilots are 100% responsible for the safe outcome of their flight. 100% responsible, as you are 100% responsible for your own life and your own business. I know this is challenging for some people to grasp in today's society, but as pilots, we accept the responsibility. So how can this carry over to you in your life in whatever it is that you decide to do? Here's a couple hints. Pre-flight planning, know and understand everything about everything. Sound daunting? It can be. A pilot is required to conduct a thorough pre-flight plan to include weather, equipment, terrain, airport, even the physical state of the captain and crew. In short, know everything about everything before strapping on that fancy jet. Make alternate decisions. What happens when this happens? What happens when that happens? What do I need to know? What do I need to do now? And what can wait? What is my plan B, C, and D? Finally, follow a system, checklist, flows, cross-checks, and go-no-go decisions. Anyone can benefit from a little planning, creating a plan B, and using a system to detect and avoid obstacles before they ruin your day. Pilots expect them, but we all, once we step out of the cockpit, tend to forget, myself included, how these skills can help us in every aspect of our lives. You would be amazed at the success we've had with businesses that I've worked with using these renegade aviator ideas to improve and grow businesses of all kinds. Want to learn more about how we can help your business? Call my office 888-366-5256 and leave a message. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. So Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Final segment where I wrap all this up. First, call my office, 888-366-5256. Leave me a message. If you need mentoring in aviation or coaching for you advanced pilots, give me a call. Pilots, two opportunities for you. An aerobatic aircraft and a multi-engine aircraft shared use opportunity because pilots need to change their attitudes and real pilots do it with twins. Think about it. You'll get it. Anyway, <laughs> learning from experiences, mistakes, and actions of others, it's easy to criticize, but it's hard to critique. It's easy to point at someone else, but it's hard to look at the face in the mirror and point. It's easy to blame, blame ourselves included. And it's hard to observe and learn, which requires us to keep our mouths closed. It's easy to quit and to blame others or to blame your circumstances. The work is in the persistence. The work is in the change. The glory is in the eye of the beholder. Today's show is not designed to be an accident analysis of FedEx Flight 14 and the actions of the crew. Yeah, I get it. I read the detailed NTSB report. I know what's in it. The probable cause was listed as the captain's overcontrol during landing and a failure to go around. A contributing factor was the crew's concern for the landing distance available. 141 pages of an NTSB report that analyzed one second 
in your life. Could you handle that? A stabilized approach, a bounce, and one second, your life changes. Are you passionate enough in your life to bounce back? Do you care enough about those you love to swallow your pride and ask for help? And yes, sometimes take a step backwards in order to move forward. The story of your life should be a great story, despite the bad stuff. How do you reduce the bad stuff in your life? You persist and you continue. One second, ladies and gentlemen, seven feet, doing the right things but at the wrong times. Does your life come down to making one-second decisions? What if your life was analyzed with 100-plus pages over just one second of your life? Could you come back? You can, and you will have that opportunity, I promise you. We all do. Some will give up. Some will be better than that one second in their lives where things could have gone more smoothly. You have it in you. Certainly Captain Bob Freeman does. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post 9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day.